This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sanzak and Aaron Camaro. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Podcast that's been around for so long we could almost be considered classic rock of podcasting. That's right, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. Over eight years, baby. Like nine years, right? Yeah. I'm Aaron Camaro. This is Chris Sinzak. Where's my Metamucil? (laughs) We're the oldies. Yeah, my Centrum Silver. Yeah. No, it feels good, man. Yeah. It feels good. We've seen some cool stuff online this week about how there's people all over the world listening to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it always feels good to know that, you know, what we're doing, the people are digging. And so today we're doing something we know the people love, and that's a Radio Sucks radio show yeah. with a twist. A little twist. We're, yeah. we're going super old school this week. Yeah. We're going to stick it to classic rock radio, and we're not just going to tell them what they're doing wrong. We're going to show them how to do it right, Yeah, as only we can. Everything, for the most part, is like pre-1980 this week. Yep. Yeah. So, of course, before we get to all that, we got to take care of our business, and do my eyes deceive me? Do we have all three this week? We do. Holy moly. We've been on a roll lately. People, you've been doing awesome taking care of us on these reviews. Yeah, all three. Let's start out with an Apple podcast review that's got all five stars. I love that. This one's entitled Almost the Best. Almost, <laughs> Almost the Best. The best. Okay. All right, well, I'll take Still that. Still five stars. Still five stars. That counts for something. Let's see what it says. Almost the Best. I've been listening to this show for a number of years now. I really love how they mix it up between news shows, album retrospectives, and interviews. These guys are absolutely worth the time to sit back and listen. Like the title states, this is almost the best podcast out there. I won't say what my favorite is because I don't want to offend Chris Sisnak or Aaron Mustang. Uh, That's pronounced Mustang. Oh, okay. They do a great job, but I would love to meet their mothers. That comes to us from Kevin on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, who could it be? Who could his favorite podcast be? The fact that he called me Sisnak, uh-huh. that's a takeoff of what Ralph Vieira calls yeah, me. Yeah, I know. So I'm we know it's, I know exactly what he's talking about. We know it's about. rock and metal combat, Kevin, and yeah. that's okay. We'll, we'll be we'll be their, uh, their Robin or their Batman for this week. They're our favorite podcast, yeah. too. We're still the best, but... Yeah. I mean, you got to give it to them. They are the podcast kings, <laughs> They are the right? podcast kings. There's never been another tournament to dethrone no. them, so, I mean, they are forever and will always be the kings of rock and roll podcasting. But we're the emperors. Let's move on. Yes. Thanks, Kevin, man. That was awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Pod Chaser Review. Holy shit. All five of them. Big pink sparkly stars. I love it. This one comes to us from David Hooper, and it goes like this. A great podcast for music lovers, especially those who love hard rock and metal. Great interviews and perspective of both older albums as well as current releases, delivered in a fun and entertaining way. I like that. And David Hooper is uh, somebody I personally know here in Nashville. He's the head of the Nashville Podcasters Group and has a show called How to Build a Big Podcast. So he's oh, nice. He's a podcasting expert, even has a, uh, a, I think it's called How to Build Big Podcast, like an audio book that's coming out soon. So, uh, yeah, I've gotten a lot of great advice from David. So it's that's a big honor to get a review from him. That's cool, man. I like that. Yeah, it's thanks so much. official now. Yeah. All right, we got one more. It's a Facebook recommendation. It comes to us from Philosophical Musings. And they recommend the Decibel Geek Podcast. Great podcast and highly recommended. When somebody really loves music, like you guys, it shines through and makes for a great listening. Also appreciate how you mix it up with some really unique podcast ideas. Listen to you from the East Coast of Canada. 
Thank you, Philosophical Musings. I like it. Great reviews this week. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, keep them coming. Bring them more next week. We'll be happy to read them. And then our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week. These are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. Last week's New Noise episode. A lot of good reviews on that one. People always like the New Noise when yeah. we do that. we got to break it down every once in a while. We mm-hmm. like to talk about the legends in the past. But sometimes we got to slow down and take a look at what's happening in the world around us. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting week last week. So uh, we'll keep our, our ear to the ground on what's going on in the There's rock always world. something crazy happening. So mm-hmm. there will always be New Noise episodes in the future. Yeah. So Geeks of the Week this week are Todd Rogers, Todd Cunningham, Paul Smith, Nate Atchison, Matt Ashcraft, Christopher Fretwell, Mike Grabowski, Aaron Martell, William Douglas, Joseph Capone, Destroyer Sr. There's a Destroyer Jr. Scott Crouch, Jay Shabluski, John Phillips, James West, Wayne Cross, Mike Parnell, David Glenn, Victor Ruiz, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Kiss Army Omaha. Woo. Rob Harris, Jay Hargett, Brian Knapp, James Nicholson, Adam Cox, Sean Cullen, Jeff Reed, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Brant Cattell, Paul J. K. Mikhail Burrell, Joe Lascon, Kristen Schimbeck, Gino Ames, Eric Luzier, Trevor McDougal, CGCM Podcast, Brad Calmonson, Steve Wright, Andrew Jacobs, Mark Alden Taylor, Will Warren Edward LaRue Baker, Christopher Stokes, Keith Rockford, Scott Smith, Paul Korn, Shane Aber, Chris McGowan, Jeff Taylor, In Obscuria Podcast, Robin the Hood, David Cathy, Alan Deshaun, Eladio, Vet Halen, and as always, the, the Mooger Fooger. I like that, man. Got some new names in there, mm-hmm. some old friends I'm hearing in there. You know, the more popular we get the more dangerously close it comes to giving you um, a hyperextension or something as I know. you try to read Geeks of the Week. My lung capacity gets gets harder to deal with every week. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, but you're going to kill me. If you want to push Chris one step closer to Death's yeah. Door, you too can become a Geek of the Week. All you got to do is share and retweet this week's episode, Radio Sucks Radio Show, Classic Rock Edition, mm-hmm. and you share it, retweet it, whatever. Next week, you become an honorary Geek of the Week, just like these fine folks. You get one step closer to Decibel Geek with Aaron Camaro only. <laughs> Aaron Camaro's Decibel Geek. Oh, boy. Gene that that only works if again. we we break up and have separate Decibel Geeks. <laughs> oh, that, would be the, that would be the way to do it, to keep up with our heroes in rock. We should do that for a goof sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good April Fool's idea. <laughs> Start two different podcasts yeah. with our names on them. Welcome to Aaron Camaro's <laughs> Decibel Geek Podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing Ugly Kid Joe. Next week, we're going to be talking about Enough's Enough. Yeah. following week after that, yeah. All Local H. It's yeah. going to be awesome. I'd listen. <laughs> <laughs> so you ready to get into Radio Sucks Radio Show Classic Rock Edition? Yeah, let's do it. We're looking at you, Classic Rock Radio. You know, mm-hmm. you play the, all the classics. You play all these bands that we've grown up with, all the bands that are legendary. You play them all, a short handful of some of their yeah, collection. Like three songs at the most. Unbelievable. Some of these bands have like 100 albums. Yeah. You could choose from, but you would just want to play those three songs, and we don't understand it. We're not going to sit around and take it no more. We're going to show you what you're doing wrong today. Yeah. All my picks are 76 and earlier. Yeah? So I went like super old school. That's pretty much mine, too. Yeah. Yeah. All these bands should be getting played on classic rock, or at least more songs by them. Yeah, because there's just so so much more than what you hear on the surface to some of these groups. So who's going first? Uh, let's see. Are you going in the order you got them here? Yeah. Okay, then I'll go first okay. and let you end it out. All right. right. Is that how that works? It works for me. Okay. So let's play a little game. I'm going to name a band, and you tell me the song you're most likely to hear on classic rock radio if you were to turn it on right now. Okay. My first band is a band that I like a lot. They've been around a long time. I'm sure they're still out there doing stuff, and that's Heart. Okay. What song by Heart are you most likely to hear if you turn on the radio right now, Classic Rock? 
Probably Barracuda. Probably Barracuda. Yeah. You know, a lot, over and over or again. Some of the 80s stuff. And then they've got the 80s yeah. stuff that's pretty popular, too, and Crazy you hear a lot you. of that. Yeah, Magic Man, Magic Man. stuff like that. Yeah. You know, sure, you're going to hear some of those songs. But, man, Heart has got such a deep discography, especially the 70s stuff, especially the early stuff. There's plenty of Heart you could be playing on the radio that people would just eat up. This is one of my all-time favorite Heart songs. I love this song. So much. If if I think of one heart song, it's this. Off of Dreamboat Annie, way back in the 70s, this is Heart with White Lightning and Wine.
the heart that I have. The Wilson Sisters, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff in their catalog. You just have to give it a chance. Most definitely. And that's one thing doing Decibel Geek Podcast has taught me. You know, mm-hmm. There's a lot of bands out there I think that I never got into that I'm way into now mm-hmm. because we took the time to dig deep oh, into yeah. the albums. I was just having a conversation with my father-in-law the other day talking about Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And I said, you know, what's funny about Leonard Skinner is that when I was young, I didn't like Leonard Skinner because really? all I knew was you know, Free Bird. Give me three steps. Give me three steps. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Those are the songs. The those three. are the songs I knew, you know, and I didn't like any of those songs. Yeah. But you know what finally turned me on to Leonard Skinner? Mm. Jackal. Yeah, Jackal does a cover of "Give Me Back My Bullets," and I remember That's hearing that back in the day when it first came out. I was like, "This is a cover of a Leonard Skinner song," and then I went back and listened to the original of that, and was like, "Well, this is pretty cool." Yeah. What else do they got? And Leonard Skinner's got a ton of great deep oh, yeah. cuts that are just amazing, way better than the songs that I hear on radio every five minutes. We got, I was a little luckier growing up in Tennessee because we would hear a little bit more of their catalog on the radio. But it was still like it, it was those three songs, and then also like that smell or yeah. um, Curtis Lowe or yeah. yeah. But they even those songs got I got burned out on them, and like I hadn't really the, given a chance to the rest of the album because they're not the best Leonard Skinner no. songs, you know. Like, give my, me back my bullets. They're the most popular, riff, yeah, but they're not the best, yeah. I had the same thing with Thin Lizzy. I never gave two shits about Thin Lizzy coming yeah. up because all I ever heard was the boys are back in town. Yeah, that's it. And I didn't, and I didn't really care for that song too much. What about Jailbreak? And Jailbreak, you yeah. didn't like that one. I mean, they're decent songs, yeah. But when you hear them a million times over and over, yeah. and that's the only thing, I thought, yeah, they're all right. But geez, I get here, sick of hearing them all yeah. the time. I don't need. But to hear now, them. Yeah, boys you know, since since doing Decibel Geek and doing our deep dives on Thin Lizzy, and thanks to you turning me on to so many great songs it got to a point where it was like geez every time chris plays a thin lizzie song <laughs> it's good <laughs> it's, i love it i just love it so i have to go back and check out more and now i consider myself a huge thin lizzie fan because i gave it a chance my job here is done yeah Greg, absolutely Greg Troyan would you be very it. proud of me hey he helped <laughs> he did he helped yeah I, I i'm a big fan but like i can't even touch greg when it comes to like being a walking encyclopedia yeah. of their history he he knows everything about that band but there's a lesson to be learned in that, that all these classic rock bands, you know, they got famous for a reason. They must have something going on. And even if it's a band you think you've heard a million times, give their deeper cuts a chance and you might just be surprised. Yeah. So for my my first pick, I'm sure everyone's familiar with Joe Walsh. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Mostly from the Eagles and from his quirky but entertaining solo career from the 80s. My favorite thing about Joe Walsh is when he sings songs about boobs. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love about Joe Walsh the best. Yeah, he's nobody uh, does it better. Yeah, no, and nobody lived the rock and roll life more than than Joe Walsh did back in the day. Kind of amazing that he's like completely clean and sober now, and he's like a health nut. And it's weird seeing interviews with him now because he's so clear headed. Yeah, it's like wow, there's like a there's like a real articulate person in there. This guy's really smart. Who knew? Yeah, because if you watch any interview with Joe Walsh from the seventies or eighties, whoo. <laughs> You're like, okay, this PSA. Yeah, this guy's not real bright, but he was just massively screwed up. But yeah, but going back before, 
you know, he really broke big with the Eagles. You know, he, that, that definitely took him to a different level. Uh, he had a band called the James Gang. Yeah. And uh, they were formed in Cleveland in 1966 and went through a lot of different uh, lineup changes until uh, the first album came out with a power trio with Joe Walsh, Tom Chris on bass, and Jim Fox on drums. And then Dale Peters replaced Chris on bass for the band's second and third albums. So when you think of the James Gang, what songs do you think of? I don't know. I don't think they really had that many big hits. I guess for me, Two. I always think of like Funk 49, yeah, the instrumental one. song. And then the other one would be Walk Away. Which was oh, yeah. But even that don't get a lot of play. No, nah, it did more in the 90s, like when yeah. it wasn't quite as old. But those two songs are pretty much it for, for the James Gang as far as big hits go. Yeah. And, um, you know, he left the band in 72, and then they just kept on going. And I right. think we we talked recently that a, a Joe Walsh-less version of uh, James Gang actually opened for Kiss back in, like, the mid-70s. Wow. You know, they, but they were still struggling. They had those two hits, and they never kind of recovered from right. that. Um, and they've had several reunions since then. But uh, other than Funk 49 and Walk Away, they're kind of just swept under the rug of rock history. The re- album I would recommend is James Gang Rides Again, which yeah. has Funk 49 on it. And it may be Walk Away, I can't remember. But uh, this is a great song from 1970. Check out the bass tone on this song. This is James Gang with Woman.
Plans awesome on it. The solos really kick ass. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, this is almost like a Gene Simmons song. It's just a big pickup line. One thing I noticed about, like with all my picks, it's fun to go back into the early 70s because back then it seemed like songs breathed more. There was just a little bit more space in them. It seems like we're in more of a short attention span type society these days compared yeah. to back then. Things were a lot slower back then. So it's kind of, it's cool to go back to these old songs and just sort of vibe with them. You don't really have a lot of songs these days that do that. And it was a era of albums, yeah. you know, full releases where you had a chance to, you know, hear the songs you're going to hear on the radio and then also go get the album. Mm-hmm. Cause you hear something on the radio say, I like that. Yeah. Well, Go get the album. Check out the rest of the songs by the band. Yeah, and I'm that, not a that lays true today. I'm not an expert on James Gang, but I do have Rides Again, and that's I would recommend that for your collection. It's good yeah. stuff. If you like that song, you'll like the whole record. And it's cool that you bring up James Gang because that's something I just recently was starting to get into because I picked up an album called Bang, and it doesn't have Joe Walsh, but it's got Tommy Bolin on it, uh-huh. and so it's it's actually really good. You know, I didn't know how it was going to, because I knew the James Gang from Joe Walsh. I have that on vinyl, actually. And I knew yeah. that they went on without him. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about the music, but I found the CD and the price was right. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, let me give it a shot. It's an album called Bang, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I got that one on vinyl, and I'd, I'd never heard it when I got it. And I was like, oh, that was actually surprisingly good. I didn't, yeah. but the Tommy Bolin connection is great, too. Right on. Good stuff. Very cool. Discovering things. Yes. It's a show of discovery. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I got one here. So if I said to you, if you're going to turn on the radio right now, what song are you most likely to hear by Bachman Turner Overdrive? Taking care of business. Taking care of business. Yeah. Maybe you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of... Both of which I hate. That's kind of about it. You <laughs> yeah. know? They're all right, but they're not really a great representation of what Bachman-Turner Overdrive is. You know, Bachman-Turner Overdrive, one of Canada's greatest all-time bands, mm-hmm. and I just don't feel like they get their due. Yeah. But they've got so many deep cuts on, especially their first three albums. Mm-hmm. There's deep cuts on there that are amazing. I love the guitar tone of Bachman-Turner Overdrive. I don't think everybody's ever quite duplicated it. It's something that's unique into itself. And, you know, you get a little bit of different things from this band. You know, obviously, you know the hit songs, and you might know the song Not Fragile, which is amazing, because it's got that just monster riff to it. Probably the heaviest song they ever did, I think. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, There's a couple other ones that are right up there that are like that, including what I'm going to play for you today. This one comes off of BTO2. Yep, their second album. It's a great song. It starts out kind of funny, but it's got a weird little kind of groove to it. But man, when it kicks in, it's going to kick your ass. So crank it up. It's the BTO with Welcome Home. I get up early in the morning And rush to catch a plane I'm going to live inside my suitcase Back on the road again Big stage and bright lights Try to relax before the show So glad to be here tonight But I just can't wait to go I gotta go Welcome home Welcome home Welcome home It feels good
I'm gonna save up all my money Just to see if I could Try to brighten my appearance With clothes from Hollywood We're climbing up the music ladder The girls won't leave us alone But it really doesn't matter If we're nothing back home Back home That's awesome. Yeah. That's a band that just don't get their due. You yeah, know, you don't hear enough of them on classic rock radio. Yeah, I like that one. And yeah, you're right. Deep catalog, a lot of stuff that people have never heard before. So it just yeah, don't stick to just singles. Go to the old stuff. So okay, so I'm gonna go to my second pick. When I think of the early '70s, I gotta go with an Alice Cooper song. You know, any excuse to play an Alice Cooper song. Well, I guess if I was turned on classic rock radio right now, I'd hear "Schools Out." Yeah, eighteen. Maybe 18, yeah. 
Seems I like mean, school's out is about it these days. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks when you really think about Alice Cooper, his long, long mm-hmm. career, especially in the 70s. Yeah. The multitude of albums that that band came out with. And even a lot then, of... they were a band. Yeah, and a lot of hits back then that still don't get played today. Yeah. Like, Stuff that was big at the time. Yeah. That... Like we talked about with radio in the past, how over time certain songs get dropped. Something that used to be in regular rotation, they get to a point and say, okay, well, we got to make room for these songs for our regular rotation because, oh no, we can't expand the catalog. That would be unheard of. We yeah. can't. We only have room for so many and we've got to play these so many over and over yeah. again. And so what happens is obviously songs must get dropped off along the way. And so something that you thought at one time was overplayed all of a sudden is gone. Yeah. And got replaced by something new to be overplayed. Yeah, so obviously I didn't pick 18 or schools out. No. Um, I want to play something by the Alice Cooper group. I, everybody knows I'm more partial to the solo years, but I still love the Alice Cooper group. And I'm going to play something from Love It to Death from 1971. Alice Cooper band with Caught in a Dream. Well, I'm Thank you. 
it's not even close to being the only one. No, I love there's a billion songs throughout his career. It seems like that. I would just, if I was driving down the street listening to the radio and something like that came on, I'd be like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" The one from his solo years that I still think is like should have been a major. It was a single, but should have been a major radio hit. Was Department of Youth? Oh, for sure. That song's made for radio. Yeah, that should be one of his biggest hits, in my opinion. And that's not even close to being the only one either. No, there's he, so or, many. Or from uh, that same out, Escape. Yeah, amazing song. Yeah. So what do you got next? All right, I got a band for you. Now, this one's going to be really easy. So if you turn on Classic Rock Radio right now and Grand Funk Railroad's playing, what song are you going to hear? We're an American band. Any others? Locomotion. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it, I think. Yep. Grand Funk formed in 1969 in Flint, Michigan. And then between then and 1983, they released 13 studio albums from 1969 to 1975. Biggest band in the world at one point. Totally. I mean, you, you don't think about Grand Funk in that way. But Played if, stadiums. But if you look back on what this band was doing in the 70s, like pretty much all their singles they released between like 70 and 75, most of them placed in the u.s top 100 at least and they don't get talked about that much anymore most of their yeah. songs are in the top 50 i'm talking about like every single they ever released up to that point yeah. right from the beginning right from that first album mm-hmm. the first album i think goes to 27 on billboard that's why and they're often running from then and one of the most prolific touring bands oh of, yeah of all time still tour all the time and they still tour they're still at it and it's crazy, you know. So then, obviously, their biggest hit song, you said it, American Band, that goes to number one in 1973. It's still a great song. It I'm, is a great still song. still not burned out on oh, no, I always it, listen to it. It's still a great song. Yeah. But what sucks about this situation is that there's so many others. Yeah. And they had big hits. Like you said, R&B covers as some kind of wonderful goes to number mm. three in 1974. And then you said it, The Locomotion. That's a number one hit single for yeah. Grand Funk. They're so popular, they can take a cover of Locomotion, and it goes to number it's one. It's the best version of that song it really is yeah, yeah i love that one too. mark farner is a great singer the whole band yeah. it's a three-piece but all three of these and don guys brewer on drums so yeah. damn good who can also sing yeah 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 he sings american band. yeah the talented group awesome i love grand funk railroad and that was another band that thanks to decibel geek i never knew nothing about them before except well yeah jackal did a cover of that song <laughs> Oh, Jackal's your gateway drug to all these old bands. Boy, I guess so, <laughs> as it turns out. But, man, Grand Funk's got so many good songs. And that's something that, again, thanks to this show, I kind of got into and dug deeper on. And now I've got a pretty massive collection of Grand Funk albums that I just love, man. They're just packed full of good songs. So this is one I wanted to share with you today. And there's no damn good reason in the world why classic rock radio can't spread the wealth a little bit, play a little more deeper cuts from these bands. Great songs like this from their third album, Eve Pluribus Funk. This is Grand Funk Railroad with Save the Land.
good stuff. Why not? Yeah. What's wrong with it? No, nothing. That's why I love podcasting. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. It's limitless. We can shine the light on these songs that people are going to hear and go, you know what? I've heard this band my whole life on the radio and never gave a damn about them. But to come to think of it, Aaron and Chris are right. I need to give it a little bit deeper of a taste. Yeah. Next thing you know, people are buying albums and you can, going to concerts. Yeah, and you can probably buy most of this stuff pretty cheap on Amazon. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it, yeah. it's probably not that expensive at all. But the other thing is, is a lot of these bands are still out there touring. Yeah, go so, see them live. You know, and that's amazing, too. The, the way it shows in the fact that they're still around and still out there touring and there's still people seeing them talks about the legacy of these bands, mm-hmm. you know, and how it deserves a little bit better spotlight than what it's getting nowadays. Yeah, for sure. All right. So here's a band that I haven't played much of, but I absolutely love and respect the singer-guitar player for this band. I'm talking about Mountain. You know, Leslie West is one of the greatest rock guitar players and singers of all time. It doesn't get heralded nearly as much as he should. Mississippi Queen, obviously, right, yeah, is what that's, you think about that's when, the song. when you think about Mountain. That's yeah. the biggest one. But uh, but no, man, there is – and Felix Papalardi on bass. I mean, just a very influential band. And what I know about Mountain is if that song, Mississippi Queen, is the only song you know by them, you don't know Mountain because no. they are very, very eclectic. Some of their stuff is hard rocking like that. Some of that stuff is – and I seen your pick you're coming with. Some of their songs are something that you probably want to sit down and if you do, smoke a big fat joint before you listen to it. And I think oh, yeah, the song yeah. you're about to pick is well, definitely one of those. There, here's where the kiss connection comes in with this song. So the album and the, I have this on vinyl and if you collect vinyl, this album rules. You'll need to have it in your collection because it's got a great sound, especially on vinyl. Um, they put out Climbing in 1970 and uh, – on Windfall Records. Has anybody ever heard of Windfall no, Records? Uh-uh. Um, but Felix Papalardi produced it himself, the bass player. And Felix Papalardi, here's the first Kiss Connection, massive influence on Gene's playing. Yeah. Listen to Felix play bass, and you'll hear a lot of that in Gene's, especially the first three Kiss albums. You'll hear a lot of that influence. I think I remember Kiss crediting Mountain quite a bit yeah. as far as an influence. Very big Mountain fits. and Humble Pie. Oh, yeah. And then going all the way up to Kiss's last studio album, Monster, Tommy's song on there um out of this world yeah it's basically mississippi queen if you listen to the music yeah it's got the cowbell and everything but the riff is very similar to mississippi queen and i as i said i think kiss's monster album is a love letter to their influences oh definitely one of these days i will write an article about this because i do want to break it down and um put that out there so anyway this is the climbing album is great it's got mississippi queen on it's the first track but then the second track here's where the other kiss connection comes in we interviewed somebody related to Kiss, um, basically the person that introduced Paul to Gene. Oh, yeah. He who shall not be he named. He who shall not be named because he's a fucking scumbag. But anyway, and you guys know why if you know that episode. We took it down. But anyway, um, this person wrote a lot of songs with Gene, including Going Blind. Right. And he told us in this interview, which I never even put this together, but when you hear this song, you're going to you're gonna hear exactly where Going Blind came from because it's got a similar chord structure, similar kind of dirgy groove to it, yeah. and a similar guitar solo even. This is Mountain from Climbing in 1970 with theme for an imaginary western.
sure. Yeah, and I yeah, if you listen to it, it I mean you can hear we're going blind came out of that. And that that's that person told us was they were trying to shoot for something like that. Yeah. And that's good Gene was Makes very sense. influenced by Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love that, that song though. I like them both. Yeah. And there's a cool video Going on. Um, a good one to spark one up to also. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's a, there's a cool video on YouTube of Mountain playing it. I think at like the World's Fair in New York in around yeah. 1970. It's a color foot, like somebody took home movie footage of them playing it. All right. It's on. really cool. I love that stuff. Yeah. So that's what I got for that one. What do you got next? All right. This might seem a little outside the box for me, but this is a band that I really deep down really kind of like. And it goes way, way back to being a little bitty kid and listening to my dad's records because he had a bunch of Black Oak, Arkansas. Yeah, and I, I recently gave you a Black Oak Arkansas Live album for Christmas. And I was totally excited about it because I really dig Black Oak Arkansas, yeah. but they are way on the outside edge of what I like. You know, they're they're not in with the rest of what I really dig. They're unique. Very unique. In my fandom. So yeah. but I like Black Oak Arkansas. I really do. Mm-hmm. And they've had a shit ton of albums over the years. They've been around forever. They're still out there going today. But of course, if you're gonna hear one Black Oak, Arkansas song. Well, this one's way easy. What's that? Oh, Jim Dandy. Jim Dandy to the rescue. <laughs> most definitely. And you know what's funny is these guys truly were a one-hit wonder. Yes, they yeah. they toured the land over and over and over again, and that's where their bread and butter was made. It was out on the road because yeah. they never stopped. But they released nine albums between 1971 and 1976. Wow. That's a lot of albums that time. That, that's studio albums. These guys are one of the first bands to kind of have the the two versions thing out there. Like, it's commonplace nowadays. Oh, you got two rats, you got two L.A. guns, you got two great whites, you got this, you got that. Well, Black Oak, Arkansas, through the late 70s and early 80s, there was Black Oak and there was Jim Dandy's Black Oak, Arkansas. Yeah, I didn't know that. And they both released albums in that time. Really? Yeah. I'll have so, to listen to that. That might have been them. the first. Uh, of course, 1973. It only goes to number 25, even though it's their biggest hit single, like we said, Jim Dandy to the Rescue. Mm -hmm. They had another hit in 75, but it only goes to 89, a song called Strong Enough to Be Gentle. I don't even know that one. I think the coolest thing about Black Oak, Arkansas from way back in the day is the fact that they've got Tommy Aldrich on drums from 72 to 76. One of the best. I was watching a live video from back in the day of Black Oak. It's got Tommy Aldrich on there doing a drum solo. Uh, Holy shit, he was really, really good even back then. And the weird thing is, is he looked just as old then as he does now. He looks exactly the same. It's like he's he's frozen in time. He's still not wearing a shirt, but he does have suspenders <laughs> yeah, on. He's in amazing shape, but he looks exactly the same in the face now as he did in the 70s. It's weird. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> That guy's amazing. Huge hair, too. And adds a whole lot to this music. Oh, so incredible drummer. If you think you don't like Black Oak, Arkansas, because Jim Dandy being such a far-out tune, <laughs> there is some stuff that's definitely worth checking out. This one's a classic from the 70s. It's Black Oak, Arkansas with Hot and Nasty. Let me in and I'll tell you some more No two men are ever 
Arkansas is they're still around. They just put out an album last year. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. If you like Black Oak, Arkansas, you definitely need to check out the new album because you'll dig it. You definitely will. It, to, I think the best way to get into them is to go on YouTube and watch old footage of them. Yeah, Because without videos. the visual of Jim Dandy just being so over the top, yeah. it, it doesn't quite connect as much. And Ruby know. Star. Ruby Star, One yeah. of the most gorgeous women in rock history. Yeah. But yeah, they were... Uh, you know, they were, it was a, like true character band, you know, yeah. they were, they were so visual and energetic. The thing I loved about seeing that live footage was the bass player. Yeah. The bass player is a nut. He's all over the place. I yeah. mean, he's the most energetic member of that band. He looked like he just did some super cocaine right before he came out on I'm stage. Sure he did. And probably did. <laughs> but he's just going nuts on the bass. He looks like he should be playing for Slayer. <laughs> but, he, but he's actually on stage with Black Oak, Arkansas. <laughs> That's awesome. And Jim Dandy with his high-heeled moccasins yeah. and never wears a shirt. You no. know, the long blonde hair. He was basically the prototype for the 80s. Oh, well, David know? Lee Roth ripped off his look. David Lee Roth, Janie Lane, yep. Brett Michaels, all of them. All those pretty long-haired blonde lead singers yeah. all come from Jim Dandy. Yeah. He was an original for sure. Most definitely. Check out that new album by them. It's it's really good. I'm glad you picked them because they don't they don't come up nearly enough. I would love, and I hear he comes around here quite often, but I would love to have Jim Dandy on the show with us. Someday. I would too. Yeah. yeah, maybe we can make that happen. That would be fantastic. I would, I, I'd I'm love a big to talk fan. to him. Yeah, he'd be, and he'd be a character to talk. To. I know That's he'd be good I'm on saying. a microphone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It would be a lot of fun. Oh, and on that that live album I gave you, listen to the to the version of Hot Rod. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> It's just so full of full of energy. It's great. Okay, so um, I'm gonna play. I haven't played Queen in a long time, and I thought I'd play oh, something no. from Queen. Well, don't be like that. You're not gonna play some Queen, are you? What's wrong with Queen? I don't know. I just never really. They're one of them bands. I should definitely probably do that with them to do the deep dive because I've never really listened to Queen. I I kind of dislike and or have been overfed. The Queen songs that I yeah, know. Yeah, what do you so think much. of when you hear Queen? Well, we will rock you. Yeah. You know, we are the champions. Yeah. 
Radio Goo Goo, Radio Gaga, (laughs) only because that's the first Queen song I ever heard. That's what ruined Queen for me, I think. Oh, really? That was the first Queen song I ever heard. I mean, I like Bohemian Rhapsody when it sure. when the guitars kick in. Yeah, although I'm, I think we're all done to death with that song. That and the mother songs, you know, just like yeah. those those are the big yeah, three, I, and you hear them constantly. I never need to hear "We Will Rock You" ever again. No, even at a sporting event, I don't want to hear it. It's just it's it's so overdone. But how will we know how to stomp our hands and clap our feet oh, yeah. in the correct order? I know you got got to listen to Freddie. Exactly. But uh, but there's also some good stuff. I mean, like you probably like Metallica's cover "Stone Cold Crazy" at least. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Enough's Enough does a cover of Stone Cold Crazy. That's pretty awesome. Mm. Um, Sheer Heart Attack? Yeah, Sheer Heart Attack. I've heard that. That's pretty cool. I mean, man, that guy's a hell of a guitar player, but always felt like he didn't really shine like he should. Yeah, Brian May. What if I play... You had such awesome guitar skills. How, you know, I guess you don't... It's Queen, so you got to make all that room for the piano. Well, and this one has piano on it, too, but let me just say, I'm going to play the angriest Queen song ever written. Okay. This is a song called Death on Two Legs, and I'll tell you the story when we come back from it. Two legs, tearing me apart. 
that's actually pretty damn cool. Okay, so the reason this song is the angriest song ever written is the song was written about their original manager and the owner of the studio, Norman Sheffield. Yeah, you could tell that was real. It, like, that was written off a real emotion. And basically, from what I've gathered, he was just a cheap ass who, like, wouldn't pay for anything, was just kind of a scumbag, and... This song was the parting shot when they when they broke company with him. Yeah. This was their last statement on him. It's like the classic tale of we've got a number one hit single, but we're living out of this old beat up van. What's going on? Yeah. And he sued the band after this came out. They, wow. they settled out Defamation? of Defamation? Yep. Yeah, wow. It doesn't make a direct reference to him, but it, I guess there was enough. It's funny, though, that he's like, I'm suing you for defamation. Well, we don't use your name. Yeah, but you can prove that I ripped you off in the song, so give me some money. <laughs> It's almost like or knock a yeah. little off of what I owe you. Well, it's like if you sue them for defamation, you're basically acknowledging that everything they said was true. Yeah, about you. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> and I have court documents to prove it. Yeah, that is pretty cool, man. I actually like that. I mean, Brian May just rips it up on that song. That's that riff towards the beginning where it kicks in is yeah. really badass. It's it's an angry and apparently uh, when they wrote it, like Freddie wrote the lyrics. Really pissed off when he wrote them. Yeah, you can tell. And, and they, he delivered them. Well, and they were gonna when they were getting ready to record it. He didn't want to record it because he had calmed down by that point. Yeah. He's like, and he's just like, "This is too mean spirited." And Brian May was like, "No, we're gonna do this." Yeah, one. you need to go yeah. back a couple of months and channel yeah. what you were feeling. Get then it all when you out. Lay these vocals down. So yeah, I, I've always That's loved pretty cool. That song. I like that. See again, yeah. you know, this is where it happens. You know, it happens for me. I'm sure it happens to listeners all the time. Where you go, man? You know, I really didn't think I liked Queen, but maybe. Maybe there's something in there for me, so, too. So, like Thin Lizzy, i got to start playing more good Queen songs. Yeah. And How many more they got? Fan. They got a lot more. <laughs> Queen's a great band. <laughs> you've, just been, you've just been soured on the, the hits. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe we should do a show where you win me over on Queen. You play all the songs that you know I'd like. I could do that. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe look I could find that. ten songs that I think you would dig. Cool. I could do that with Gilby Clark. Oh, God. I'll win you over. Right, never mind. Next <laughs> next song. <laughs> I'll prove he's awesome. Okay. But yeah. All right. So I got one more. You know, in this we today we've kind of stuck around to the seventies pretty much so far, but I mean we're getting to the age now and to the point in time where a lot of the early eighties stuff is starting to get included on classic rock. We're the oldies now. Yes. We're like the oldies of podcasts because we've been around for eight years. Yep. Wow. <laughs> It'll be nine years soon. Yeah. Crazy. So it kind of bleeds into the 80s, too, I'm saying. And so there's a lot of bands that are falling into that where, you know, you turn on classic rock radio and you hear the Scorpions, you know what song it's going to be. Oh, well, Rocky Like a Hurricane. Rocky Like a Hurricane. Yeah, there's a bunch, though, yeah. But Rocky Like a Hurricane that, is really the That's the, the one. staple. Yeah. It's the one. Yeah. You might hear Winds of Change if you got, like, satellite radio or something. Yeah. You might even hear The Zoo. Which yeah. is amazing. Oh, I love that song. Which is amazing. I love, I love that song so much, and I always dig it. That one will never be over. I remember that one the most because that was that was that was like the clincher the night I saw them open for Motley Crue, where they blew Motley Crue off the stage. When they started into that one, I'm like, Motley Crue can't fucking it's follow over. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounded so good. That's an amazing song. Love it. They even regular radio should be playing that. But yeah, you know, I even I don't know. It's not right. The Scorpions have so many good albums, so many great songs. Stuff that maybe necessarily weren't hits at one time, but if there's no rules to say what you can and can't play on your radio station, why wouldn't you dig a little bit deeper? Why wouldn't you turn people on to more music? That would get people excited about checking out the albums. And then when they hear the songs on the radio, they go, oh yeah, I learned about that here. 
bought the album, loved it, and now I'm back. And I'm happy to hear the songs that I was turned on to by radio. Believe it or not, at one time, that's how it worked. Yep. That was amazing. I miss those the, days. The good old days. We were just, just were on the tail end of that. But imagine people that were older than us yeah. that really got it would turn on the radio and be like, oh, here's a new song I've never heard before. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't get that too much anymore. Unless you listen to us. That's where podcasts come in. Yep. That's why we do what we do, because we want you to know that the Scorpions have more than three songs. Yes, they do. Hell, they got more than three albums. Yeah. A lot more. They're still going today. There's a new album coming out next year, for crazy. God's sakes. Over 50 it's years. It's crazy. That's how good they are. The people demanded it, and they stuck around. But back then, man, that's what I like. I like them 70s rock albums from the Scorpions, early 80s stuff. That's what I really like. Love Drive, the whole album. If I'm a radio station director, I just say, put on that album, play the whole thing. Animal Magnetism. Yeah. Another album, just chock full of great songs, and we could go on and on. But I'm going to stop right there. For my last pick of the day, I'm going with that title track off of that awesome Scorpions album, Animal Magnetism.
great song. Yeah. And again, if I'm driving down the road or whatever and that comes on, I'm just going to be blown completely away. Yeah. I'm going to be so excited that I'm like, I'm going to keep listening to this radio station because I'm, I want to be surprised by the cool stuff they're going to play. Yeah. Good stuff, man. That's not reality. Animal Magnetism, great song, weird album cover. It's a great album cover because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They, they had a run of album covers. They were like, what the fuck are you guys yeah. thinking? I don't I don't understand half their album covers. And a, one album cover nobody wants to talk about. Which one? The Virgin Killers. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Weird stuff going on back in the yeah. late 70s, early 90s. Yeah, weird. I don't know who was designing those. but It's a European thing. We wouldn't understand. Yeah, bizarre. All right, well, so we got, I got the last one, right? Yeah, this was fun today. I'm glad we're doing this, yeah. you know, to take and shine. And we could go on and on. I mean, Aerosmith. Yeah. You're going to hear Sweet Emotion. Oh, yeah. Probably going to hear Walk This Way. Yeah. If you're listening to the Lady Station, you're going to hear the songs from the 80s and the mm-hmm. 90s. But, golly, so many albums, so many great songs. We could make a show, Radio Sucks, radio show, Aerosmith edition, easily. Well, we kind of did with the top five Aerosmith songs in the exactly. 70s and the exactly. 80s. But I yeah. think one of the bands, especially to you and me, that probably this applies to more than anybody, is Kiss. Oh, yeah. and I, rock, rock and roll all night. Yeah. There you go. That, but, was, that was the only Kiss song. And we do so much Kiss, I just I held off on it. Right. Yeah, but, well, um, me too. But yeah, because I don't want to drown it out too much. And plus, it was like I'd already picked Alice Cooper and my next pick, which are two of my top five. So try not to go too crazy with my top five picks. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is cool, and I'm glad we kind of stuck to a similar era. So, so yeah. So for my last pick, uh, you know, who do you? What do you think of? What song do you think of when you hear the name Judas Priest? Living after midnight. Yeah, breaking you know, the law. Breaking the law. Yeah. yeah. Maybe That's, you've got another thing coming. You got another thing coming. Yeah, you'll hear those. Yeah, you'll hear all three of those on classic rock stations a lot of times yeah. um you hear it on satellite radio for sure satellite radio will even include uh the hellion and electric eye yeah that's if, really if you're awesome lucky. yeah when i was working on radio that was actually a song that was in kind of regular rotation yeah i, I remember when it used to get played pretty yeah. regularly down here they used to play it a lot because on radio they actually included it as one track oh together, you have like, to the way it's supposed yeah to be. you can't just have it go into electric eye it's not as good that's the song that really did it for me for priest too because i remember working on radio and being in the studio on that song coming up and man i've never listened to music better than when you could just crank it up inside that actual radio station yep. studio and it would sound so that's good. the song that did it for me yeah. because I, I i remember i went out to the record store and bought um screaming for vengeance because of that song yeah yeah and it was all over from there. Yeah. And um I'll take it all now. But like I took a break from them for a few years, didn't really dive in deeper, and then a few years ago just totally went down the rabbit hole yeah. and still there. But uh so yeah, this is a but this is a song that it would have been great if it got played on classic rock radio, but I kinda understand why it doesn't. Yeah. Because it's kind of a scary song. A lot uh, of pre songs yeah, are like that. It, it, you but, know, the the poppier yeah. songs are the ones that everybody knows, but the best songs are songs like these. Yeah, this song would frighten people. But uh and it's about Jack the Ripper, so it's a it's a, it, although I in, actually mentioned earlier, this is more credibility for Queen when they wrote, they've mentioned in the past when they wrote this song, they were inspired by Queen's arrangement style. Yeah, and that's how, that's how this song came together. Yes, I, I could see that. Yeah, this would be a song I think would cause too many traffic incidents, and that's probably why they don't play it on radio. Yeah, but Rob Halford's vocals on this are just amazing, and, and the guitar playing is incredible. So, closing it out today. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Judas Priest from Sad Wings of Destiny with the Ripper. Surprise, you're in for a shock. 
In London town streets When there's darkness and fun When you least expect me And you turn your back I'll attack It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 